Hello, this is Jensen Franklin, and thank you so much for joining us for this week's podcast. Our goal is to provide you with biblically-based teachings that will challenge, inspire, and equip you to live for Jesus. If you haven't already, I'd love for you to go ahead and subscribe today to this podcast so you can get the latest updates from us and you don't ever have to miss a new message. Let's go right into the service, recorded at Free Chapel. I believe it's gonna bless you today. Isaiah chapter 59. And I wanna highlight several verses more than I normally read when I preach. I'm an expository preacher. And that means you usually just kinda take a scripture and preach a theme. But I want to kind of sum up this whole chapter of Isaiah 59. It's so prophetic, really, concerning the times that we're living in. Verse 2 says, But your iniquities have separated you from God, from your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear you. Then he gives the reason why in verse 3. For your hands are defiled with blood, your fingers with iniquity, your lips have spoken lies, your tongue has muttered perversity. No one calls for justice, nor does any plead for truth. They trust in empty words and speak lies. They conceive evil, listen, and bring forth or birth iniquity. And then verse 5, they hatch vipers' eggs and weave spiders' webs. He's talking about vipers or snake eggs, and then he says spider webs. He who eats their eggs dies, and from that which is crushed, a viper breaks out. The webs will not become garments, nor will they cover themselves with their works. Their works are works of iniquity, and their acts of violence is in their hands. Their feet run to evil. They make haste to shed innocent blood. There it is again. Notice this. Their thoughts are thoughts of iniquity. Verse 14, I promise this is a good news message, but sometimes you got to go through the death before you get to the resurrection. Some things need to die this morning. Verse 14, listen to the state. There's so much sin in the people that it's, that it's affecting the whole state of the nation. And he says, justice is turned back. Righteousness stands far off. Listen to this saying, truth is fallen in the street and equity cannot enter, so truth fails and he who departs from evil makes himself a prey. But verse, the last part of that verse says, but the Lord saw it and it displeased him that there was no justice. And then it talks about intercession. And I want to quickly go to verse 20. But here comes the answer now to all of the stuff that I've been reading. The Redeemer will come to Zion. It's the church. And those who turn back from tra transgression in Jacob, says the Lord. As for me, says the Lord, this is my covenant with them, my spirit who is, who is upon you. And my word which I will put in your mouth shall not depart from your mouth nor from the mouth of your descendants, nor from the mouth of your descendants' descendants, your children's children, says the Lord from this time and forevermore. I want to talk to you about snake eggs and spider webs. And I guess if I had a title, is let's stand truth up on its feet again. 
He said, the dilemma is that God has hid his face from you because your hands are stained with blood. 1972, Roe versus Wade. Abortion became illegal in America, and since that time, there have been over 50 million babies aborted. Truly, truly, our hands are polluted with blood. It's amazing that you can crush an eagle egg and you will be sent to prison for one year and have to pay a $10,000 fine, but a baby eagle is worth more than a baby human being in many people's eyes in America. In verse 5, they hatch snake eggs or viper eggs and they weave spiders' webs. He who eats the eggs dies. People are swallowing, the prophet was saying, poisonous snake eggs. The snake eggs represent deadly philosophies of man hatched by the granddaddy serpent himself, Satan, in the Garden of Eden. Straight from the incubators of hell, there are snake eggs that are being hatched in the minds of a whole generation of deadly philosophies that say, live any way you want to live, do anything you want to do, all roads lead to heaven, any God you pick, Pick one, try to be a good person, do nice things, and all roads lead to heaven. That is a snake egg hatched in this generation that is being eaten by a whole generation that live and let live, and everybody do what's right in your own eyes. There's no such thing as morality and all of that. That's just old stupid stuff from an old book called the Bible. And people are swallowing those poisonous snake eggs, and he says their thoughts have become evil. It speaks of the ideas spawned by the devil, swallowed by a nation, and because of that, they become separated from God. And they don't have peace, and they don't have relationships that work, and they don't have freedom. They are bound. They are addicted. They are in, in places that they can't get out of on their own because they have swallowed the snake eggs of lies and deception. Satan first poisons the mind with snake eggs. He puts eggs in the hatchery of men's minds. In 1980, the Ten Commandments came out of all government buildings, all schools. And in came violent crime and drunkenness and gangs. And we're taught and we're teaching a generation that we're the product of blind ch chance. That there is no divine creator. That you evolved from an animal. That is not, that is, that is a snake egg from the granddaddy serpent, Satan himself. You did not come from an animal. It wasn't from goo to you by way of the zoo didn't happen that way. My Bible said that I am made in the image of God, that God breathed breath into the life of man, the lungs of man, and he became a living being by the breath of God, made in God's image, made a little lower than the angels. I did not come from a tadpole. 
But our, our generation is swallowing the lies of the snake eggs. And then notice the fatal trap of sin. That once a generation takes in the snake eggs of there's no such thing as morality. There's no such thing as you don't, you don't need to wait for nothing. Just fulfill the lust of your flesh. Don't live by the rules and leave me alone. And there's no, that's old-fashioned stuff. Uh, what are you talking about? And there's nothing wrong with sleeping with your girlfriend. There's nothing wrong with, 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 with uh, homosexuality. There's nothing wrong with multiple marriages. There's nothing wrong with that. You just need to leave that stuff alone. You see, what happens is, a, I'm not mad at anybody. Just doing what I'm called to do. We are swallowing snake eggs, and a whole generation is coming up saying, what's wrong with it? What's wrong with it? And we cannot go by the philosophy of man and Hollywood and what TV shows tell you is okay. And then the Bible said, not only are they hatching snake eggs, vain philosophies of man, doing away with the truth of the word of God. He said, and they weave spider's webs. Like a spider, Satan weaves sticky traps across the path of people, of young people and dads and moms. And I'm 55 years old and I, I thought it would get easier to live for the Lord. And I find myself needing God's grace more at 55 than I've ever needed it in my life with all of the responsibilities that I, and I, I was in prayer the other day and I said, Lord, if I'm fighting, how in the world are the people doing in the pews? Let's be real. Let's be honest. We better be real and say, God, I need your help. I need your strength. I need your grace. I don't want to become a professional plastic Christian who pretends one thing and doesn't live it the rest of the week. Oh, I'm going to preach. It doesn't matter if you want to. You, you sit there. You just sit there. They weave spiders' webs. See, Satan catches people in webs of alcoholism, webs of drug addiction, webs of pornography, Webs of fornication, webs of homosexuality and immorality. He injects his poison. The victims get entangled. First, he poisons the mind through snake eggs, and he gets you to thinking that the Word of God doesn't matter anymore. And once he gets the snake eggs in your head, then outwardly he tries to entangle your body with spider's webs. That when you get entangled in them, he injects his poison into your spirit and sucks the life out of them. Spiders are all beasts of prey. I think the wording of this text is so, so interesting. These snake eggs in the head and then spider webs that the enemy lays like traps that people get entangled in. And they can't get, and they try to get the web off and they get more entangled and more entangled. And suddenly Satan like a, like a spider comes. There's, there are different kinds of spiders. 
There's a spider called the wolf spider that that chases its victims. There's a spider called the jumping spider that makes a pounce like a cat against its victim. There's a spider called the crab spider, and it uses the environment. It can change its colors, and it uses the environment to surprise attack. But all spiders trap mostly their victims in its web. And then once it's trapped in the web, once the mind is taken over, the mind's not being renewed in the word of God, but the philosophies of of snake eggs are being planted with every movie and every TV show and everybody and even, even Christians who are compromising. Suddenly all of those things start getting in your head. And if that's not enough, then the spider webs, the enemy sets a trap and you touch it and suddenly you're in spider's webs and he's got the body bound, he's got the mind. Bound, and then Satan comes like a spider with poison. And he just, I don't know if you've ever seen the, the little insects that get caught in spider's webs, but it's just a shell of the life that used to be there because what they do is they, they just drain the life out. And there's nothing left but an empty shell. And that's what the enemy's trying to do to every believer. I'm not preaching to people who are lost. I'm preaching to church people. I'm preaching to church people who have snake eggs that are being hatched in their head. You're eating eating snake omelets, and you're taking it in, and what you take in, it will hatch in your head. You can't help it if a bird flies over your head, but you can stop it from building a nest in your hair and hatching eggs. And what I'm saying is, if you are taking stuff in, it's a matter of time before the eggs hatch. Those sticky webs. And the amazing thing is, The enemy with the web of alcohol and drugs and immorality. He traps people and drains the life out of them. King alcohol is still the biggest drug in America. It is still killing, maiming, and destroying more human beings than any other drug we've ever seen. It's a six-pack of embalming fluid. And men hold it and just say, man, it doesn't get any better than this. And they're not lying. That's as good as it gets. They don't show you the walking dead. They don't show you those who have been embalmed by alcohol, brewed with tears, thickened in blood, flavored in death. Somebody said, well, you know, You shouldn't overeat and you shouldn't overdrink. That sounds so spiritual, doesn't it? You shouldn't overdrink and let's don't be radical. You shouldn't overeat. It's no difference from overeating and overdrinking. Well, I've known of people being arrested for driving drunk, but I've never known of anybody being arrested for driving fat. There is a difference. There is a difference between eating a Krispy Kreme And drinking a bottle of Jack Daniels, there is a difference. They're both overboard probably, especially if you eat the whole dozen. 
But if you drink a dozen, two six-packs of beer, you're probably going to get in a car and kill somebody. Somebody's saying, I wish you'd go on another vacation. No, 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 I'm not. I'm good. There's a generation that is swallowing the snake eggs and getting entangled, folks. We don't watch it. We're going to lose our children. We're going to lose our children's children because the more you let go, the more you lose. You get entangled. You get entangled. You get entangled. You swallow more and more lies and philosophies of man. Replace the truth of God's word, the conviction of God, the standard of God with the philosophies of man. And suddenly, life means nothing. Marriage means nothing. Family means nothing. Home means nothing. Church means nothing. Bible means nothing. It's just some stuff in your life when you need an emergency situation instead of living with Jesus and walking with Jesus and having vital relationship with Jesus. We've weaved spider's webs and Romans 1 says that God gave them up. There came a point where they took in so many vain philosophies and imaginations and then they got so entangled in their sin in Romans 1 that he said I gave them up and then it says later in that same chapter and he gave them over. The greatest threat is not the enemy on the outside or the enemy beside you. Your greatest threat is the enemy above you. If God himself ever decides to turn you over And turn you over to that thing that you are demanding that you have. That's when it's bad. The spider's web is real. Satan repackages old weapons for a new generation. Satan repackages old sins for a new generation. And now... In America, we're watching marijuana state by state being passed. It's legal in California. You can go anywhere you want, and children are buying candy and brownies and cookies, and they're starting to have the repercussions already, and it's going to be everywhere before we know it. It's spreading like wildfire. See, we're living in a generation that's swallowing the snake eggs. What do you mean it's okay to, to, to get high every day? Satan repackages old weapons for a new generation. And every time Satan opens his mouth, he's lying. This is good. This is good. And you get entangled in that web. And then you need something else. So you go to another drug. You go to another high. You go to another affair. You go to another thing. You go to another website. You go to another deeper sin. And before you know it, your life is messed up. You don't have any relationships. You don't have any joy. You're, you're drowning in addiction. Doesn't happen overnight. The eggs hatch if you keep putting them in up there. You better protect and preserve your house. You better not make room for Satan in your home, in your marriage, in your family. 
The enemy wants us to become the walking dead. And he said, listen to it. He said, they have snake eggs in their head, spider webs they're being trapped in. And then he makes this powerful truth and statement. He says, truth has fallen in the streets. The shock of sin is gone. Jeremiah said, they can't even blush anymore. There's no such thing as, as modesty. Justice and truth have fallen. Justice stands afar off. And truth has stumbled into the street. Truth has been tripped up and chloroformed by, I'm going to say it like I want to, by liberal preachers who don't ever stand up and preach the truth of God's word. There is a difference between clean and unclean. There is a difference between righteous and unrighteous. There is a difference between holy and unholy. And we've got to preach it. We've got to lift truth back up on our feet. We've got to lift truth to stand tall again in our nation and in our families and in our church and in our life. He said in, 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 in Isaiah 59, the, 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 the Redeemer will come to Zion. Here it is now. He says the Redeemer's going to come and those will turn from their transgressions. The answer to the dilemma is not to get a broom and start sweeping spider webs and stomping out snake eggs. The answer is to stand truth on its feet again. And if we'll stand with Jesus, and Jesus is truth, he is the person of truth, the Redeemer shall come to Zion. Then he says, and the Holy Spirit, the next verse says, this is my covenant with them, my spirit who is upon you. Notice that there's the person of truth. He needs to stand tall again in your life because he's tripped. He's fallen. You've pushed him aside. You've made truth stand way out. And you've been eating snake eggs. And you've been entangled in things that you shouldn't be entangled in. And the scripture said that, that Zion will come back. The person of truth, Jesus, is the answer. He will take care of the spider webs. He'll take care of the snake eggs. But then it says, and my spirit. Notice that's the spirit of truth. The Holy Spirit. You have the person of truth. Then my spirit's going to come on you. The power of truth. The anointing of truth. The spirit of truth. The Holy Spirit. He's not going to lie to you. He's not going to let you go down a road of deception. He's going to lead you in a holy walk. My spirit is upon you. And notice this. My words which I have put in your mouth shall not depart from your mouth. That's the proclamation of truth. He said if you won't this thing to be fixed. When he, the spirit of truth, has come, he'll teach you all things. And my words, notice what he said, will not depart the proclamation of truth. He said, if you see the enemy coming and putting snake eggs and philosophies of man, trying to bombard your mind, saying it's not real, saying it doesn't matter, and, what do, and then you have, you have spider webs, things that people are getting entangled in, 
He said, the answer to it is stand truth back up in your life. And then allow the Holy Spirit to come back in fullness in your life. He'll clean you out. Then I'll begin a proclamation of truth. But it doesn't, it's not just you. Notice he said, my word shall not depart out of your seed. That's your children. And your seed seed, that's your children's children. If we preach the person of Jesus, if we receive the spirit of truth, which is the Holy Spirit, if we let it pour forth from us with a proclamation of truth like hot lava, you don't have to stomp the snake eggs out. You don't have to sweep the spider webs away. All we got to do is get truth up on its feet and devils will run and addiction will break and spider webs will loose and people will know what freedom is because you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. If you know I'm preaching it, give Jesus a big praise. Come on and praise him just a minute. I'm almost done. Hell's hatchery has hatched snake eggs. Spider spirits are weaving webs to trap you and me. And it's not just about us. It's about our children. It's about our children's children. Did you read the last verse that I read? Throw that back up, that last verse. Because he said, this stuff, I'm going I'm to give you such. When truth gets back up on its feet, the person of truth, Jesus, becomes the center of your life again. And then the Holy Spirit comes on you and he will reveal to you and lead you as the spirit of truth. The third thing that's going to happen is there's going to come a proclamation of truth out of your mouth, but it won't stop there. It's going to come in the mouth of your descendants. Your descendants, descendants, says the Lord from this time and forevermore. Don't care what America does. Don't care what sin comes. Don't care what we legalize. Don't care what the Supreme Court does. The bottom line is if you have truth standing on its feet in your house and you have the Holy Spirit in your house and you have the proclamation of truth, it'll be passed from generation to generation to generation. Woo! That's good news. What we have to do is come in seasons and times in our life and stand and say, God, I've come again to say, search me and try me and see if there's any wicked way in me. Create in me a clean heart and a right spirit. And when you can stand and there's no unconfessed sin and you can look and say, I turn from everything I know to be wrong. Let me show you how the Lord spoke to my heart this week. Second, second Peter chapter 2 verse 20. Throw it up. There's a real warning here. For after they have escaped the pollutions of the world. How many of you have had God clean you up when he saved you? 
through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Watch this. They are again entangled in them. Now, he's not talking to people out in the world. He's saying after you have knowledge of Jesus Christ and you have escaped the pollution and God pulled you out of the sewer you were in and set you free, but then you go back and notice the word again, get entangled. That's that spider web in them. Notice the here's the here's the here's the way the enemy operates. He can't overcome you until he first entangles you. So he gets you to thinking with snake eggs that you can compromise that it doesn't matter and everybody's doing it and don't look at your friends, college students, look at your friends. Oh, everybody, call that old stuff you raised in over that free child. Those people are nuts. This is the real. The, this crowd here, they're enlightened. But once you've known the knowledge and tasted, and then you go back to the very stuff that God set you free from, and you again are entangled. It was wrong then, but now you, you, you've changed your mind because you hadn't been filling your mind with the words. You've been filling it with junk. And you're entangled again. Notice what it says, and overcome. If the enemy's getting you entangled, his next step is to overcome you, your family, your marriage, your home. I can handle it. I can handle it. I'm different. I can handle it. Entangled, then overcome. Notice, and the latter end is worse for them than the beginning. And then the next verse is stunning. For it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than having known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered to them. But it has happened to them according to the true proverb. He gives you an illustration. A dog returns to his vomit. A pig is going back to the mire and the slop that he was brought out of. Folks, this is serious stuff. And if we don't watch it, there is such a, you cannot remain neutral. You cannot just be kicked back Christian in the 21st century. There is a real divide coming. You're either going to be wheat or you're going to be tear. You're either going to be on fire for God or you're going to be playing lukewarm Christianity. And I, I'm not here. I'm not a mean preacher. I'm a positive guy. I'm an up guy. Y'all know that. But the Lord spoke to me and he said, stand truth up on its feet today. And I will clean out the cobwebs, and I will kill the spider, and I will loose people from addictions, and I will crush the snake eggs, and I'll set my people free for one generation to another generation to another generation. Does anybody believe in freedom that comes through the truth? Let's stand up on our feet. I really want to say thank you for joining us this week. If you haven't already, make sure you click on the subscription button and leave us a review. It helps this podcast reach even more people when you comment, when you give us your feedback. For more messages and inspirational materials, download the Jensen Franklin app 
or you can head over to jensenfranklin.org. I want to thank all of you who give generously to help us produce weekly content like this to reach the world with the message of Jesus. God bless you and we'll see you next time.